This episode of Nintendo Power Block is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support Nintendo Power Block and the Boss Rush Network, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network and see which tier is right for you. Thanks for your continued support. Alright, welcome to Nintendo Power Block here on Boss Rush Games. I'm your host, Nintendo Excited 80 v Joining me, the one, the only bossman himself, is Corey Derrick. Hello, good sir. Hey, Ed. How's it going? I feel like it's been a minute since we've done one of these. Yes, we are back in the building, everyone. <laughs> it has been an emotional roller coaster, I should say. Uh, definitely for me. It's It's been interesting. It's been an interesting... Uh, couple weeks we'll say yeah it has um, I know for me uh, my next door neighbor uh, who's just like she was like my grandma my, like my third fourth grandma uh, she passed away and um, her friend was this past Saturday uh, for this recording and uh, I went up to say some words and just broke down crying, like straight, straight emotional stuff. But I, I made some funny bits and stuff, and it was just, it, it was, it was kind of hard because I couldn't go. I didn't want to go to the gravesite because I, for someone like her, I couldn't see her buried her in the grave. But uh, the good part is, is that, well, where they buried her at is where my dad. My grandma, my grandpa, uh, uh, are buried at. So I do have family already at that uh, grave site. So when it's like Mother's Day and stuff like there, I'll go visit uh, and then make sure that I go visit her grave and stuff. But yeah, it, but it was good to see my three best friends who lived in our neighborhood. Uh, and everything, so it was really good. To, uh, good to see him. I was just, I was just in, uh, in a crazy emotional state Saturday, and I was just like, I, I, I just couldn't stop crying. Uh, and I, and I didn't cry before I got there. I didn't cry when I heard the news. I just got up there to go say some words, and was just gone. It was just like, just, just everything. But I'm getting a good headspace in everything. So. Uh, that's the emotional roller coaster I have uh, been on. Uh, what about you, Corey? Because uh, you kind of had the opposite of me. You were having fun somewhere. Yeah, I don't. You kind of shifting gears really fast here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I just got back from vacation yesterday. So uh, I mean, it's been about a week since you got since by the time this comes out but um yeah i just got home yesterday and i'm really tired but it's all right it was fun it was it was a good time and my kids had a blast and uh yeah everybody had a good time and we're all home and now we have to move <laughs> so, uh in the next couple weekends we're moving our stuff so it's gonna be uh 
interesting time, I'll say, uh, the next couple weeks. And then PAX is coming up, which I think we're both going. Yes, we are. Uh, I booked my flights today, so that was, uh, you know, one thing down. Uh, very busy couple of months here. Yeah, I am. We'll have, we're going to do a pow block in person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, again, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I am going to be booking my flight in like in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, I just got to pay off the Airbnb and everything. Oh, there is something I do want to show you guys. Uh, in everything. Oh boy. Uh, so oh I haven't boy, taken food. him. I haven't taken him out, but shout out to Stephanie. She oh, sent an me an Ochi plushie. Yeah. I called her and was almost in tears. Uh, this is the week that I was getting ready for the funeral and stuff. And uh, I I just, <laughs> I got this and I straight called her. And I was just like, I got the package. Thank you so much. And she told me that uh, if she see an Ochi plush, like go for sale, that she was going to snag it. She did. And I was just like, I would cherish this all my life. <laughs> you know, it meant it meant so much to me and, and everything. Uh, and then everybody, hopefully you guys see the bossies, the boss rush divorce. If not, please go check out our YouTube channel um, and watch that. Corey just he gave me a thank you, uh, like in his. Uh, monologue speech like his epilogue into the show and I was literally almost in tears like I was I was wasn't expecting that you know uh hearing that and I was just like I, I was just grateful you know uh for that um last but not least uh <laughs> my radiant silver gun finally came in this box is big <laughs> wow Finally, uh, what did you order that like three years ago? What is it, limited run? Yeah, like almost like Jeez. a year and a half. I'm like, are you serious? Shocker. So, I it, the thing about it, I just checked my Hotmail, uh, or Outlook for people, uh, and then everybody, my Zelda controller. Uh, I still, stuff. I still need a Zelda controller, but I'm not gonna be buying anything like that for a while. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it took a long time to get this. I still need to check to see if I ordered anything else for Minute Run uh, that I need to get and stuff. But I think well, don't I worry, you'll get it. Thing. You'll get it in about three or three to five years, maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, uh, there they'll be at PAX probably. I'm sure selling uh, stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. We yeah, did. Uh, we did get confirmation that Pokemon, the Pokemon company, will be there. Ooh, that's gonna be capacity. packed. Oh, I'm sure. And the Nintendo booth is always packed. And if Pokemon's gonna be there, it's gonna be even. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be beefier. So yeah, I don't know. Yes, it'll be interesting for sure. That is true. Um, I believe we are doing Power Block and Boss Rush podcast. Um, yeah. Recording-wise? Yeah, I think what I would like to do, honestly, is record a couple episodes of each there. That way everybody can have, like, 
the week after packs off because we will be doing so much coverage and writing and interviews and all that stuff. Right. Like, yes, because I think, I think the show floor every day closes at five 30 or six o'clock. So like, you know, after that, we're going to be, you know, probably, I mean, probably trying to find something to eat or, or whatever. But after that, it's like, well, we should all just go back and try to record a podcast and, I don't know if I have that many mics to bring or mm-hmm. um, I got to figure I got to figure out the audio situation. Uh, ideally, I could take the go bag from work if there's not an event. That would be the best bet. And that would yeah. be for like lapel mics. And then I would bring my camera and tripod and kind of just film it on a camera. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how that all goes. Um, I'll figure it out by then. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably going. Like I said, I was going to order like a small mic, kind of thing. Not not the one that you attach and stuff. Yeah, but just like a small mic that could attach like to a computer or something. Or if we need what, to hold it or anything, it'll be. What held. we need is like a wireless handheld mic. So like if we do interviews or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that that would be ideal. But those things cost so much money, and I've already spent so much money on equipment. So I don't. <laughs> I I hear you. Uh, I don't I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. I have a USB mic, but it's not very good. And also my daughter plays with it because I don't use it. So um, I think I'll figure it out before we go, because I know everybody I want to give everybody that's going a chance to be on the podcast too, right? Like, yes, people that aren't normally on the podcast that are going uh, either on Pow Black or on Boss Rush or after dark or whatever. Right. I would really love everybody that's going to participate in something uh, because it's, it's kind of rare and I'm hoping to now that I'm back from vacation to kind of, you know, be better at this, but uh, the writing team and the podcast team are really separate for the most part. And I don't like that. And David and I have talked a little bit about figuring out how to combine the two. And Mm -hmm. so hopefully, hopefully we will be able to fix that uh, aspect of it. Um, So. Yeah. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. I got to get my, uh, I got to get two power block shirts and then two boss rush shirts. Yeah, I think we're gonna get a. I think we're gonna get a power block hoodie before I come down, um, or go over wherever this is, Boston East <laughs> East. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I'm. I'm excited. I'm not excited to get in at nine forty at night, but <laughs> I'm Are trying going- to take. I'm trying to take off as little work as possible, which would be at least two days I'd take off, and I don't want to take off that Wednesday, so. Uh, I'm leaving after work, going to the, to the airport after work, and uh, on Wednesday, flying out. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. I I'm taking Wednesday off. Uh, cause I'm leaving there Monday. Uh, and everything. Oh, you're flying back on Monday. I'm flying back on Monday, cause I don't know if we'll still have things or until on that Sunday night. In our thing. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, my flight on Sunday leaves at like five o'clock or something um, in the afternoon. Uh-huh. 
So I'll need to get to the airport by like two o'clock, but I still might stop by the thing in the morning uh, because the show is still on Sunday. So I might do some stuff on Sunday morning. Um, okay. Yeah, because I I know it's third what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just like, if we still got the place on Sunday, then I will mm-hmm. fly out. Uh, Monday, like I'll sleep and then in the morning, uh, catch an Uber to where I need to go and then fly out. Yeah, and stuff. I would like to do a bunch of videos while we're there. Um, huh. okay. I know the writing team is going to be doing a lot of coverage, but I would like to do a lot of video stuff if we can. All right, see if we can, if we can, you know, I want to do kind of like recap style stuff, like quick two or three minute recap stuff with everybody, like here's what we saw at PAX today. And then, you know, like Stephanie will go through hers and that'll be a video and then we'll do ours and yeah, you know, Cordy will do hers and LaRon will do hit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I want everybody to do some yeah. sort of two to three minute video about what they saw and maybe take B roll and we'll splice it all together for the following week. Um, or maybe every night I'll just kind of splice them together and uh, post them because it's PAX. We'll figure yeah, it out. I have ideas. I just don't know how the time is going to be because I know last year they were super busy um, when they went. There's more of us this year, but also like that means there's going to be more coverage because there's more of us. So we'll figure it out. We do have access to the media room, though, so we'll be doing media stuff in there, hopefully doing interviews and stuff in there. That'll be cool. Uh, maybe get some guests for segments of a podcast. Maybe that's what we'll do. That would be cool. Like do like special boss rush podcasts from the media room and we'll do like 15 minute segments with guests. That'd be cool. Yeah. So we'll see. We have time to figure that out. Um, and I got to figure yes. out equipment stuff, but I think we'll be all right. I just, I just hope I don't miss my flight. I hope I bring air, the right stuff that I need to bring. Get just, to the airport two hours early. You'll be fine. Where are yeah. you flying out of? O'Hare. O'Hare. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm flying out of Cleveland. So good times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then I, uh, yeah, because I gotta see. Uh, yeah, I just got to, because my sister's going to help me get the airport stuff. So she's, she's, she's the professional. So yeah. she's going to try to fit, uh, find me a good flight. Because, I, yeah, I don't know where we'll be able to be in the house and anything. So I like I got to talk to Stephanie about that. Uh, yeah, stuff. I think I think she's planning. She's trying to get everybody's flight information so we can, they can do, like, group pickups. So, like, you know, if a bunch of us arrive within, like, an hour of each other, mm-hmm. we'll just wait for each other and go together right um so i think pat gets in the earliest on wednesday because they'll probably be flying from milwaukee international airport yeah it's the so um, i'm not not sure i'm not sure how it's all gonna work but we'll we'll make it work i think we should record man I wish we weren't getting in at 10 o'clock I, or I wasn't getting in. I wish I was getting in at like seven and we could do a, a night zero podcast. That'd be cool. Maybe we'll do that anyway. Yeah. Cause I, I'm a, I'm a late night, late night person. I don't know what time. I don't know. I know there's going to be a time change, but I don't know if it's 
going backwards or is it's it It's an forwards? hour ahead. It's an hour ahead. So it's 19. Uh, it's it's the equivalent of the time that I I mean for let's see. It's for me it's 9:10, right? Uh-huh. So it's 8:10 for you. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be 9:10 for you. Okay. That's, that's it. Okay. Time change doesn't change for me, so it's it's all the same time zone for me. So okay. Just so pretend just... that we're podcasting together. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> right. fine. You'll be fine. So, uh, yeah. So they're writing bets. I'm really excited, though. I mean, this I... is. I mean, besides you, this is this is the first time I'm meeting everybody else. You know? Yeah. Literally everybody else. This is the first time I'm meeting everybody in person, except for you. Well, besides I mean, you've met. You've met most of them already because of uh, what the Midwest Gaming Classic, and then uh, when Dan ex- can you go to Extra Life for yeah. uh, EXP e- cast at one point? E- Extra Life, and then when uh, um, uh, Zelda, uh, not Zelda former uh, David Zelda podcast, another Zelda AZP, yeah. When they came to the Gaming Classics, Celeste, David, Stephanie, mm-hmm. and Dan was there. Um, yeah. So I met them, and then we hung out that Sunday, because that's where I also met Celeste, which Celeste is a doll. She is everything. She's a queen iconic. I, I <laughs> love her. Uh, love Stephanie, too. Like, do I swear, when we was in Chicago, and we're going to get into Snake Tinder, everybody. We're going to get to Housekeeping real soon. When we was in Chicago and we all made at David's old place, we literally had a podcast discussion with Boss Rush and AZP about Zelda. And it was so good. I was just like, why did we not record this? Shout out to another Zelda podcast also, AZP. Shout out to everyone. Um... But yeah, maybe that, that's that'll just that should just be our expansion pass, which by the time this comes out, patrons will already have heard. We'll just talk about we'll just talk about packs. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. <laughs> that'll be it. All right. Good job. We got a topic. All right. <laughs> We're going to pause this discussion. We're going to save it for expansion yes. pass. Yes. So, also, by the way, there's a Nintendo Direct rumored for the week of that we're recording this we will not be discussing it on this show man mario kart 9 and xenoblade chronicles 4 all all announced at the same time man crazy crazy direct uh no we're not going to be discussing that here we will have a direct recap show that will cover it uh and we'll dive deeper into that on that episode of the direct recap show uh but we're recording this before the rumor direct is supposed to happen on Thursday, mm-hmm. along with the Xbox business podcast thing that they're doing. So we're not going to talk about any of that. Uh, although right now it does seem like Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment will be making their way to switch, which are I think that that's a good choice, right? Those are two great choices to move off yeah. the platform. Uh, and then see if these down the line supposedly is supposed to come. But that's uh we'll cross that bridge when it gets here right but yes. uh but whatever that nintendo direct is we will we will cover it on direct recap show if it happens right yeah, so I, th- I think at this time we are um 
waiting for Wednesday for any announcements because I think mm-hmm. Nintendo may do their announcement on a Wednesday and then show it the following day, or they may do it yeah. Tuesday. Uh, I, I think wonder, right now we're just waiting. We're waiting just for the announcement. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if. And again, this is, you know, I'm not even going to say anything. I was going to say, I wonder if they'll do it Wednesday because Xbox is going Thursday, but who knows? Who cares? All this stuff's going to happen. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think it's, I think it's probably going to flow into each other. I I have a feeling that they'll show the direct first and then go into uh, Xbox podcast uh, with, uh, Phil, uh, Sarah, and Maddie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know, and be able to talk because, um, oh goodness, I think this is just a side. This is a side tangent discussion, so I won't go into it. I think those two are somewhat connected, and there's reasons why they have that connection. But that's for mm-hmm. another day. Uh, when we have, uh, let's hop into this. Uh, housekeeping, Corey. <laughs> Hey everybody, uh, Nintendo Power Block and the Boss Rush Network are headed to PAX East. You will be able to find us roaming the show floor, so if you're there, come say hi. We will be covering the event as part of the media, the, uh, demoing games, conducting interviews, and recording a podcast or two live from the event. So make sure to keep your eye on BossRush.net and our YouTube channel for that. PAX East is taking place in Boston March 21st through the 24th, so get your badges now and come say hi. Also, everybody, we got a Patreon, the website, and YouTube. If you want to support Nintendo Pop Block and the Boss Rush Network, you can head o- head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Network, where you can get our supplement show, expansion pass, two weeks early, and ad-free and other perks like early access to other podcasts, voting rights, and more at the tier that's right for you. Again, that's patreon.com slash Network. Yep. So we're going. We're doing things. We're uh man. <coughs> it is I'm not gonna lie, I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm excited to see everybody, uh, but I'm nervous about the flight. I hope LeBron is going because I just like He is. He yay. is. Uh I got that confirmed somewhere. There it's so far there are eight of us going, I think. Okay. Uh, not all staying in that Airbnb, but there are eight of us going, I think. Okay. So it's, I think it's David, you, me, Pat, Laron, Stephanie, Mary, and Cordy. Okay. Is that eight? Is that eight? That's eight, right? That's, That's eight. eight. Yeah. So. I'm not we, sure who's staying where or what, but I know yeah. I'm staying. Like, yeah, that's why I said I'm staying in the Airbnb. So I'm just gonna finish paying, uh, mm-hmm. Venmoing, uh, Stephanie, and I'll be good. Chop um, chop. Yes. Did you order your business cards? I'm ordering them Thursday. I text you that. I know, but I forgot. So, <laughs> uh, I just uh need the name again on where to send them at. Oh my gosh. You're the worst. Just just text me. Hmm. Please. Oh, no. the business cards are so beautiful. I love them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
They are so. they are good they are good looking cards this time. Yeah. Uh I was telling my uh one of the managers that yeah, I'm like I'm booking the flight, getting my cards, getting my shirts. Um uh then I'm I I gotta get my taxes from work so I can do my taxes and get the half that money ready to go and everything. Hopefully that, that don't take long. Um and then I know I need to hit the Adidas store. Uh so I could, at least I could just get some new shoes mm. and everything. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what shoes I'm taking because I want to take my quote unquote fashionable shoes, which are like three year old gray pair. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not dirty. That's what I call fashionable. Uh <laughs> But I know the show. The, we're going to be walking the show floor a lot, and so yeah, maybe I should take some tennis shoes just in case. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I got. S- oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, 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 sorry. Go. Oh no, I I know I need to take a bag, um, but I'm trying to find. I guess like the one strap ones, the Velcro mm-hmm. one straps. I'm trying to find those, and they're like kind of hard oh, like to a, find. Like a messenger bag. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I have. I, I have my Gears of War one from the launch of the first Gears that I'm going to take with my that's laptop what was, and stuff in it. Yeah, because that's what I was wondering. Should I just do uh, a messenger back instead? Like have my computer, my Switch, uh, and all like all my other stuff. If that would make it easier. Because if I, if I just need my messenger back like for the show floor and everything, I'd rather just do that. And I could just order that off like Amazon or something. Yeah, I I have not. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm gonna do yet. I don't know what I'm taking. Um, for a bag. I mean, I liked the backpack I took mm-hmm. on vacation, but also like, I'm still trying to figure out like what I want to take in terms of a backpack into the convention center. Yeah, if, if, I think for the convention center, I would just need my messenger back, you know, because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. if there's nothing that's like if it's not going to hurt my back, I'd rather just and I could just have it on the side. I'll just have mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, I know. mean, a messenger bag would be the easiest. Probably yeah. or a backpack. Uh, so I will probably take both just in case because I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe I'll take the messenger bag in the first day, and if I don't like it, I'll just wear the backpack. If you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash Network. The Patreon producers for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santilan, Matthew Keel, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network. Well, Corey, how about we get into Snacktendo? Yes, and 27 I, minutes into the show. <laughs> and I'm just going to pass it on to you for Snacktendo because, I, everybody, I don't have no new snacks at this time. You didn't eat anything cool over the past three weeks? Uh, not really. Place. I mean, I had some beef ramen. Um, okay. Nobody I, wants to hear about that. Uh, <laughs> I I did have some Mario and Yoshi gummies. Um, 
uh, and everything. Oh, I do have one. Uh, I had White Grape Fanta from uh, the Japanese market. Um, you can't find it, and it was in the can. You can't find it anywhere. And I was just like, ooh, this is actually really good. Not too sweet. Uh, and like it had a nice taste, nice cold uh, uh, flavor to it. Like it was really, really good um, in our thing. So that's pretty much the only only thing i haven't been able to go to the grocery stores to see if anything new is out or and stuff or like try new cereals i did see a strawberry chocolate uh cover cheerio but i'm like mm, that's only for valentine's day uh so i could pass on that it won't affect me or anything uh but the feta white grape uh uh feta was uh was really good so like you may be able to find it if you find like a japanese store um that sells mostly uh those kind of foods and snacks if you can find it there um uh, you might be able to give it a taste it was it was really really good i'm probably gonna end up buying some tomorrow when i go to work hmm. so um that's the only snack tender thing that i had everybody Snack Tendo. Snack Tendo. Um <coughs> well, <coughs> well, I did go to Disney World and we did eat a lot. Um did I just like my own picture on Instagram on accident? Whoops. Um sorry, I'm trying to flip through the pictures on Instagram to uh see what I ate here. Um I so I guess the first night we got there, we got a massive. We just got the the pizza, the the pizza that um, is served in the food court cafeteria. We got a large pizza and we mm-hmm. just ate it, and it was so it was really good. It was like it was like I've been traveling all day and I just want to eat something, and it's not the greatest, but we ate it anyway. And so we ate that. Um, the next day got a big breakfast of like, you know, waffles and eggs and bacon. Oh my gosh, dude, the bacon was so good. It was so crispy that like when you put it in your mouth, it just melted in your mouth. Like that's how like delicious it was. (laughs) That bacon looks so good. Just cooked perfectly. Dude, it just melted in your mouth. I'm not going to lie to you. It was so good. It was so good. Um, and then a couple mornings we went and had, we did like the character breakfast where the characters come around to your table and, um, it's like buffet style. You go up and just get what you want and come I back love the and, Mickey waffles. I love how they yeah. look and everything. I like the Mickey waffles when you can put sausage gravy on them. Ooh. Yeah. Amazing. It was so <laughs> good, man. Um, uh, also, all this I think tasted better because I've been trying to lose a lot of weight, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I haven't really been eating this stuff a lot. Like on on Saturdays, like I'll have my meal or whatever, or a couple things, but like mostly it's just like this is what I'm eating for the week. I know what it is, and everything just tasted a thousand times better. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I was, you know. 
bacon, egg, sausage, hash browns, tater tots, you know, uh, waffles and pancakes. Uh, my daughter was really excited one of the days because uh, the the pancakes had like Mickey sprinkles in them. Uh, and so she got to eat those and uh yeah that was really good and then obviously earl of sandwich is like my favorite place down there to eat and i think i was so mad the last day i thought i packed i bought some sandwiches to take on the plane with me to eat for lunch Mm -hmm. i forgot them in our refrigerator at the hotel (gasps) i was so upset uh but it was it's okay. I had like 10 other sandwiches, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the Chipotle chicken uh, sandwich is just like this kind of spicy-ish chicken. Not like super spicy, but just like it has a kick to it. Yeah. And this kind of Chipotle mayonnaise and bacon and lettuce and tomato. It was so good. And then the original is like it's roast beef and cheddar. Like it's basically... If Arby's was like real food, <laughs> oh, it was so good, man. It's like it's and calling it Arby's, but real food is doing it a disservice. It's like real roast beef with melted cheddar and some horseradish sauce. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, the Earl's Club, which is just like turkey and Swiss and bacon and stuff. And I had the BLT. So good. Oh, no. Now the British wrapping around them, yeah, is is that because of, uh, like their logo mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it was uh it was real man. I had man. I probably had like ten or twelve sandwiches from there. It was so good, man. Like how close was you were to it? Oh, it's like. You just take a bus over to Disney Springs and it's like right there at the bus stop. Oh, okay. So, uh, it's fine. It was good. It was it was good. Uh, although most of the time my parents went down and went to Disney Springs while we were putting the kids to bed and then they would just bring the sandwiches back sometimes. And then I would eat them. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I ate them for breakfast some mornings. <laughs> uh, oh, so good, man. Uh, what else did I eat? Oh, the the blue milk in Galaxy's Edge is always a fan favorite. Oh, so good, man. It's like it. T- so it tastes like. What what did my wife say it tastes like? Like Laffy Taffy, but uh, like it was like blue, ra- like blueberry or blue raspberry taffy, but in liquid form is what it tastes like. Oh, man. Was I, this the first time having it, or no? I mean, oh. I've had it a ton, but like no, her. Oh, um, maybe I don't remember honestly. Uh, I think because I think the first time you had it, you so it was only you and your dad that went. Yeah, yeah, that was two trips ago. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of like. Right, not right when they opened, but close to when they opened. Um, the Galaxy's Edge, uh, yeah. But man, everybody wanted to try it, so everybody got their own. And then I ended up drinking, <laughs> I ended up drinking everybody else's that didn't finish it. So I ended up probably drinking the one visit, the equivalent of like three, three and a half cups of it. 
Uh, poor, poor, poor. <laughs> well, probably more than that because I had two cups on my own. Uh, so it was probably more like four, four and a half cups of it. Oh, so good though. Is it? Is it like something that you can easily just chug? Oh yeah, just... dude. Yeah. No, it t- I I drank in like three sips. Sips, quote unquote. I guess uh, gulps, gulps. I guess you would call it. Yeah. Uh, man, it was really good. Uh, and then also in Galaxy's Edge are, are the Ronto wraps, which are like the smoked sausage uh, and pork pita wraps with like this slaw and like this peppercorn, almost like this peppercorn ranch sauce on it. When you sit, I think you sent me a picture of that one. I think that's what mm-hmm. you, I, my soul passed out. I was just like, feed <laughs> me this because it looked so good. I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat all of this right now. Yeah, it was really good. If you get there early enough, you can get the breakfast ones too, which is just like mm. breakfast. Like it's just instead of the pork, like the smoked pork, it's wrapped in eggs and cheese and uh, some kind of breakfast garnish. Uh, so that was that was really good. Um, it's, man, it's one of my favorite things there. Uh, we had the. Uh, there's this new, not new pavilion, but they reopened this pavilion and they changed what was inside. It's called the Imagination Station now. Mm-hmm. And there's like coloring and music and stuff in there where kids can kind of play or sit or take a rest or whatever. But at the stand there, they have these, they're the figment imagination smoothies. Dude, it's basically it's basically just grape skittles in liquef- liquefied form. <laughs> it's like it's this it's this grape smoothie with a little bit of whipped cream on top and then flash frozen skittles on top. Oh. And man, it t- dude, it was it you know what it tasted like? It tasted like a grape airhead is what it tasted like. Ah, okay. That's exactly what it tastes like, and I was like, it, it, it was good, but I couldn't drink the whole thing. I'm not a, I'm not a huge grape drink fan. It has a tangy taste to it. Yeah, I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. But the cups had figment on it, so that was cool. Okay. But Ed, I have to tell you about this mac and cheese I got at the Rainforest Cafe. Go in, sir. Go in. It was so. It was, it's called the Creole, the Creole Mac and Cheese, but it's like this penne pasta in this cheese sauce with, with like garlic breadcrumbs, tomatoes and green onions on top. Did you have that plate twice? Cause I know you sent me. I sent, I sent one before I ate it and one that was like halfway done because I couldn't find the one before I ate it. Okay. Uh, But inside were six huge pieces of grilled shrimp and like five pieces of grilled sausage with grilled green peppers and onions inside this mac and cheese. Uh-huh. It might be the best thing I've ever eaten there. And I've never really had a great amazing I've never really had like an amazing experience at the Rainforest Cafe. It's fine, right? But we don't really go there cuz it's just like there's better places. This might have been the best thing I've ever eaten at Disney World ever. I had a problem with it though. I was mad at that bread that gave you. I was just like, that plate is too big and that bread looks too small. I'm gonna need another piece. The fun the funny thing is I didn't even eat the bread. 
Oh. Um, dude, that that plate looked it. That got that thing made my mouth water. I'm like, oh, someone take me to heaven. <laughs> and then we got the appetizer platter, which had like these amazing southwestern egg rolls. Like, like they were like Chili's egg rolls, but like, yeah, a thousand times better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and thicker, and just meatier, and just delicious, and um. Then we had at the hotel we stayed at we stayed at Port Orleans French Quarter, which is kind of uh based off of turn of the century kind of uh Louisiana Bourbon Street kind of architecture or whatever. Yeah. Uh and one of the restaurants inside the building just serves beignets. Like that's all they serve are beignets. Powdered sugar. They're basically like powdered sugar donuts but like ah. amazing. And man, I, the one night, one night we got three of them and I ate one and my wife ate one and my daughter ate part of one. But then the second time we got them, we ended up getting six and I ate two of them like back to back with the chocolate dipping sauce, which was like melted, f- like hot fudge style. Ooh. Oh my gosh, dude. I, I was, it was amazing. It was so good. I could just say that you probably, you probably slept good in a food coma. Uh, a couple nights I did, a couple nights I didn't. I was, I mean, they're hotel beds, you know. I mean, you, it's hotel beds. Yeah. Um, I had a couple churros. Let's see what else did I eat. Um, what else did we eat? had? There was a lot of popcorn going on trying to see if I missed anything here that I need to talk about. Um, did we eat anything at Epcot? What did we eat? We didn't eat, really eat at Epcot. Uh, dang it. I liked the picture again. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm trying to f- figure out if I missed anything. Oh, you know what my wife had that looked really, really good? One, the one day... My son was sick on the second day. Mm-hmm. Like He was like kind of throwing up in the morning. So he missed the first character breakfast and my wife stayed back with him. But when my wife got to the park that day uh, with him, when he was feeling better, she hadn't eaten. So we went to um, Toy Story Land at Woody's Lunchbox, which is like just this quick serve, whatever. Yeah. She had the barbecue brisket sandwich. Ooh. It was like grill. It was. It looked like. It looked like grilled cheese with barbecue brisket shoved inside. <laughs> it looked really good, man. It looked really good. And they also have a turkey version of it that also looked really good. Mm-hmm. I do love nice. grilled cheese with turkey in it. Turkey or ham. Yeah. That probably wouldn't be bad, like a grilled cheese with brisket in it with barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was it looked it looked really good. Did I miss anything? Um Character breakfast. We kind of went over that. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of food there, and it was all delicious. I it was it was. I miss it already. I wonder um, was they selling uh, Disney Mickey Illusion or Disney Illusion? No, the Switch game. There weren't. I mean, they don't really sell video games down there. The only time I ever saw video games down there was when Kingdom the when Kingdom Hearts three came out and that trip. Uh-huh. The, the trip that we took 
uh that year um i don't i don't remember that trip very much but i do remember the world of disney store down there which is like the biggest disney merchandise shop in the world yeah whatever uh the whole opening was all kingdom hearts stuff and that's about all i remember uh and then the japan store down there used to have kingdom hearts stuff but now it's kind of like I don't know that that store's kind of gone downhill. I used to get like, collectibles figures down there all the time. Like I have the all those Final Fantasy seven Advent Children figures that I had uh, that I used to have. I got mm-hmm. there. I have some Final Fantasy figures I bought from there still. Um, but like now it's all just like re- relegated to like Pokemon and Naruto and all these oh. other things. It's like it it's not what it used to be. I mean, it's still cool to go in and look, but it's just not that really what it used to be. Pass. Yeah. So, uh, but that's, uh, I think that's, I think that's it. Um, oh, I did. We did get the, I didn't take any pictures of this, but we did get um, this grilled chicken sandwich from the food court. And I know grilled chicken sandwich sounds boring, but it was like grilled chicken with fresh cut mozzarella Ooh. on it. And thick tomatoes with like uh, some sort of garlic aioli sauce on it. Oh, nice! And that was that really good. Delicious. It was really good. Uh, I ate it twice there. What else did we get? There, there's like breakfast sandwiches in there and stuff. It was, it was, it was really good. Um, my only complaint about the hotel, really, well, two technically, but one is more from my kids perspective but like i love this hotel but like it doesn't really feel disney right the theme Mm -hmm. is just not disney and it's it's not meant to feel disney right it's just uh, it's meant to feel like you're in turn of the century new orleans right but yeah uh you know my kids my daughter said it didn't really feel like disney ish you know and then uh my, the other thing is like everything felt like an entree for dinner. And like sometimes when you come back from the park, you just want to grab like a wrap from like a cooler or a sandwich or something and go. Yeah. And like they had like build your own platters, like pick a meat, pick a side, pick a vegetable. Like everything was kind of like that. And there wasn't any just like I just want a wrap or a sandwich or a, something small to take with me. Um, kind of like a buffet, almost just grab and go. Yeah, I just I just want to grab and go and that. So that's something that we missed from the last hotel we stayed at. But overall, it was it was really re- a really great trip. My uh, my kids rode everything like they rode Rise of the Resistance, which is like the big Star Wars ride there. Yeah, uh, they both rode that. And that was awesome. Uh, I mean, my son wrote everything. It was crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know. I I didn't expect him really to ride much, but he wrote everything. They liked everything that the new Moana experience down there was really cool. Um, I rode Guardians of the Galaxy by myself. Uh, my daughter rode both Star Wars rides down there, which was awesome. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, there's a bunch of pictures on my Instagram. I'm not going to keep going down this rabbit hole because I could talk about Disney for another hour and how <laughs> awesome and exciting it was. Uh, but everybody had a good time. Um, you know, after kind of like the second day, everybody kind of relaxed and got a feel, for, got their bearings. And yeah, uh, everybody had a good time. My daughter saw her first set of fireworks ever down there. Oh, nice. Which was really fun. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was cool. It was really fun. My daughter, oh, my daughter met a bunch of characters, and, like, the first character she met was Mirabelle from Encanto. Yeah. That's one of her favorite movies, and that was the first character she met down there. We got her autograph and our pictures taken. I know she was jazzed. Oh, she was so excited. It was awesome. Daddy, mommy, look, look. (laughs) Yeah. So, I also changed my profile picture on all of my social media for the first time in like 10 years. So that was neat. <laughs> uh, yes. So. But yeah, I mean, that uh, an after dark that's coming up for everybody. I'm that Stephanie and Laron requested that we talk about Disney. So that will be an after dark episode. If you guys want to listen to that boss rush after dark on your favorite podcast service or on YouTube. Patreon yes. patrons get it two weeks early. Yes. Well, everybody. Also, also I oh, think wait. I gained like 10 pounds on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> Worth you it. probably was bad. I, I say it's probably a balance because you was walking so much. Nah, not enough to cancel all this food out, dude. I mean, not to cancel all the food, but I'm like balancing out that you were at least doing exercise. Like you wouldn't let you wasn't letting that food sit. I should say. Yeah. But oh, the other thing I forgot to mention, the the flatbread pizza I got, the meat lovers flatbread pizza that I sent you half of it because I ate mm-hmm. half of it. <laughs> uh, so that was really good. Pepperoni, bacon, ham, sausage, flatbread pizza at Pinocchio House over by Small World. Highly recommended. Very delicious. Nice. Nice. Well, everybody, it's time for Play With Power. And, uh, Corey, I don't know if you played a lot while you were on this trip. I played a little bit. Not a whole lot. I played a a lot of Pikmin 4, actually, at night. Like, every night, I probably played, like, an hour of Pikmin 4 every night. uh, Just exploring and trying to do the dungeons and stuff. I played a little bit of Zelda, uh, trying to clean up some shrines and stuff. But it was... It was mostly Pikmin for me. That game is so easy to just pick up and play a little bit and then put down. I love Pikmin 4, man. Oh, it's so good. Yes. So, good. so, so good. Uh, but that's really all I've been playing, Ed, was that. Was that? Uh, well, everybody, for me, uh, I finished another Cold Recollection. Um, I finished both stories. Uh which I, I would say it's a good game. Um and I hope Hotel Dust uh Room Two One Three and the second game that Sing made. I hope Arc System works on those two games and bring the switch also. Um I did have a problem with the game and it deals more with the camera. Uh sometimes when you're trying to move 
and turn around, the camera will zoom into your character. And if you try to like walk or something, you'll bump into a wall and it looks kind of weird. Um, that, but uh, like the, the puzzles were easy. Um, the store buff stories were really good. I did enjoy both stories. Um, most of the game is voiced. Uh, there are times where you're pressing the A button to like, you know, go to the next part of the, of the dialogue for some things. Uh, but it really was a good um, adventure style game. Uh, I would say for Switch. I would probably say wait for a sale for it if it does come. Um, I don't think it's going to be on a lot of NPD sell list or anything uh whatever the, that thing is because i Nintendo think it's called circana now circana um so it's stupid it's so weird with uh an, another code uh because a lot of people had to order this game you couldn't really you can't go into stores and buy it unless that change um I think they had some shipping problems uh, sitting out that game. I, I really don't know what happened um, with it, but overall, I really thoroughly did enjoy it. Um, but I'm like, I think if people want to play that game or like they want to buy it, you, you can order it. Um, it's going to be a couple of days unless you want the digital version of it. But if you want the physical, it might take you a while to get it. Good stuff. So... Um. Uh, yeah. Uh. Last but not least, I'm just I uh reinstall Final Fantasy twelve again and just playing through that for a little bit. But uh, I'm going to be getting back into Ace Attorney Apollo Justice, um, and start working on that. I um continue working on that. Uh, I am going to get back into also Prince of Persia, uh, The Lost Crown. I just stopped playing it because of another code. Um, so that's pretty much it at this time. Hmm. Uh, so, but, uh, Corey, how about we get into some family news? Take it I away. Suppose, I suppose we could do that. Um, sorry, I gotta get my link open here on this first one. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's talk about some Nintendo quarterly financial results, shall we, Ed? Yes. Uh, Nintendo, uh, the latest Nintendo quarterly results reveal 20 million uh, copies of Zelda have been sold, 3 million uh, Super Mario RPG, and more. Uh, Nintendo has released its latest quarterly sales numbers, and they are overall expectedly impressive, considering 2023 saw a release of a new mainline Zelda and Mario game. Uh, but Pikmin 4, Mario RPG um, also delivered some notable sales. So this is this is from Game Informer, but there's a full report, uh, but I'm just going to read off the highlights here. Uh, <clears throat> Tears of the Kingdom has sold 20.28 million copies since launch. Uh, Pikmin 4 has sold 3.33 million copies since launch in July. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder has sold almost 12 million copies since it launched on October 20th. Jeez. Uh, and then Super Mario RPG has sold 3.14 million copies since launch in November on November 17th. Uh, other highlights include Switch hardware sales, which have reached 
139.36 million units. That only puts it about 16 million units behind the PlayStation 2, which is the best-selling console of all time. It also puts it about 6 million behind the DS, uh, which it will probably pass this year, I'm assuming. Uh, the best-selling Switch games list... Uh, let me see if this link here opens that. I don't want to Oh, so Wonder Beep uh, Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh, all right, so... Put your belt on here, Ed. Here are the best-selling Nintendo Switch games by unit sales. Are you ready? These are the top 10. Okay, top 10. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe at 17.2 million. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom at 20.28 million. Super Mario Party at 20.34 million. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, 24.36 million. Pokemon Sword and Shield, 26.17 million. Mario Odyssey, 27.65 million units. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 31.61 million units. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, 33.67 units. All right, Ed, here we go. Top two. Animal Crossing New Horizons. 44.79 million units. And topping the charts, Ed, at a whopping 60.58 million units on the Nintendo Switch alone, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Physical, everybody. These are all physical physical numbers. Yes. And uh, Mario Kart 8, it's also worth noting, Mario Kart 8 is also the best-selling game on the Wii U at 8.46 million units. So that game has sold close to 70 million units since it debuted on the Wii U. Crazy. Mario Kart 8, by the way, side tangent, Mario Kart 8 was the first thing I ever did in terms of content creation. I wrote an article on Mario Kart 8. I don't think that article exists anymore. But... I did it. So, man, 60.58 million units for Mario Kart. That's ridiculous. That's, that's, that's ridiculous, man. Dude, that's, that's almost half of the Switch fan, of the Switch sales. Yeah. The attach rate's basically uh, 50%, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, every single every single game on this list, except for one, has sold over 20 million units, first of all. <laughs> I think what Wii Sports is the highest, or um, no? Well, they don't count Wii Sports because it was a pack-in. Pack-in. Well, so I don't. Oh, wait, games. Hold, on. hold on. No, they do. I'm sorry. I clicked on Wii U, not Wii. So the Wii, uh, Wii Sports, uh, eighty-two point nine million units sold. And it, so it literally, is, it is the best-selling Wii. It is the best-selling Wii game by about forty-five million units. And the second place is at thirty-seven point three eight million is Mario Kart Wii. But it would be Nintendo's best-selling game of all time, though. It's Wii Sports. Will it seems Mario that Kart looks that way. Yes, with Mario Kart Eight being second, 
But there is uh-huh. a possibility that Mario Kart 8 may... Because in reality, 8 probably... 8 Deluxe probably has beaten Wii Sports because we don't have the digital numbers at the chest yet. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if... if let's, see. let's see. Software unit includes quantity bundled hardware products. Uh... This does include software units include the downloadable versions on Nintendo's website. So these this does include downloadable units. Um so yeah, I mean this is still, I mean still 60.58 million units is impressive. Right. That's that's really nothing to laugh at. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the second best sell since uh they then this is Man, this is as of this is as of December thirty first. Also, so you can probably add a couple more million units to that, uh, which is crazy. I mean, they'll they'll do this again in April, so we'll find out there. But yeah, Mario Kart eight is the second best-selling Nintendo piece of software since Wii Sports. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's so crazy. I'm looking at the Wii U Top 10, man. This is this is sad. This is so sad. Oh, man, this, this whole the Wii U section makes me really sad. You want to go through the top 10 Wii U games real quick, Ed? Go ahead. <laughs> While we're here. Uh, this is as as of September 30th, 2023, which is when they stopped uh, uh, talking about Wii U game sales. Uh, Mar- Mario Party 10 at 2.27 million units. <laughs> uh, Wind Waker HD at 2.37 million units. New Super Luigi U at 3.07 million units. Super Mario Maker at 4 million units. Splatoon 1 at 4.95 million units. Nintendo Land at 5.21 million units. Uh, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U at 5.38 million. New Super Mario Bros. U at 5.82 million. Super Mario 3D World at 5.89 million. And Mario Kart 8 at 8.46 million. Hmm. So crazy, man. I mean, that's not. I don't think those numbers are bad for. Well, considering the Wii U only sold twelve and a half million units, no. I I mean, I mean, those numbers aren't bad considering the console. Shoot, those numbers are not bad when considering that half of the third party, which is like, oh, these games haven't hit ten million across the multi-platforms, so it's a failure. What? Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else worth talking about. No, not really. Not really. The top the top 10 games for every other console are Mario or Pokemon. Hmm. DS has uh, Nintendogs in there. Brain Age. Oh, geez. All right. But yeah, I mean, N- N- Nintendo is uh, making some money. Which is uh, good for them, you know. I'm, I'm glad. I am glad that the Switch is doing well because I think a lot of people th- thought that Nintendo needed a hit, right? 
Uh, <laughs> they gave him a hit at Dancer. Uh... Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see. Uh, Nintendo also confirmed that what we all expected, writing in its report, the Super Mario Brothers movie had a positive impact on the sales of Mario-related titles. As a result, there are t- 24 titles that sold over a million copies uh, during the period, including titles from other software publishers. Uh, it also mentions in the report that Super Mario Brothers Wonder is the fastest-selling Super Mario title to date. So Nintendo Nintendo games sell, guys, in 2024. Yeah. Surprise. Shocker. Uh, F- physical still matters. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ed. This one's more for me. I'm actually kind of excited about this. I want to see what this is. Uh, I want to see what it's going to be. This was uh, announced during Disney's earnings call. Uh, Disney and Epic Games announced partnerships for games and entertainment universe connected to Fortnite. Uh, Epic Games and the Walt Disney Company have announced a new collaboration that will result in joint creation of an all-new games and entertainment universe. Uh, Alongside the partnership, the Walt Disney Company is investing $1.5 billion um, to acquire an equity stake in Epic Games. I think 10%, I think. It's something I it's I think it's somewhere in like the eight percent range. Uh, okay. The multi-year project aims to create an all-new universe that spans the various Disney properties, including Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Avatar, and more. Uh, Disney says players will be able to create their own stories and experiences, share content, and express their fandom. And experience is powered by Unreal Engine. Uh, the quote from Bob Iger is really interesting. Um, there, there's a lot more to this that was actually on the news the other day when I was, I was watching something while everybody was sleeping because I couldn't fall asleep. Uh, but the quote here is our exciting relationship with Epic games will bring together Disney's beloved brands and franchises and hugely popular with the hugely popular Fortnite and a transfer and a transformational new games and entertainment universe. Uh, this marks Disney's biggest entry ever into the world of games and offers significant opportunities for growth and expansion. Uh, we can't wait for fans to experience the Disney stories and worlds they love in groundbreaking new ways. Um, there's another quote from him that said uh, um, something like game. It was basically saying like video games are the biggest form of entertainment that Disney has doesn't really have a foothold in anymore. Uh, I mean, they, they're starting right with obviously like Spider-Man and, Gar- you know, the Marvel properties and star Wars are big and yeah. they've dabbled, but this is like their big grand re-entry into the game space. Uh, they're seeing more success. Yeah. This time around than previous. Yeah. And obviously they've done deals with Fortnite before to have, you know, the Marvel skins and star Wars as part of it. And, you know, Avatar has been a part of it at one point, I think. And obviously, like the Fox properties, like um, Avatar and uh, Alien have all kind of been a part of it at one point. Indiana Jones. <coughs> so I'm really interested to see what this is. 
it's obviously not going to be the battle royale, right? That's going to be its own thing. Right. But I'm really interested. This seems like this seems like the culmination of what they wanted Disney Infinity to be, but never quite got there is what this kind of seems like, which I still miss Disney Infinity ripped to those figures. Um, but that's kind of what this seems like to me is like the digital version of what they wanted Disney Infinity to be. And I think I, I'm assuming all of this is going to be taking place in the Fortnite universe. Or uh, well, it's taking place within the Fortnite client, uh, just like Fortnite Festival, which is like their music game. Uh, Rocket Racing, which is the Rocket League racing game. Mm-hmm. The, that Lego Fortnite, right? That's kind of, uh, you know, they whatever. It's um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what it is at this point. So. Uh, speaking of Fortnite, Master Splinter is in Fortnite now. Apparently, that's cool. I heard. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh Lamont. He was just like, man, my boss rush family know me so well when it comes to TMNT. Yeah, he says like, we we'll have to download download Fortnite. Let's go. It's just uh, like, man, uh, Lamont. If we Lamont knows if we see anything turtle related, he's the first one we hit it. Yeah, which we had yeah. to talk. To, I had to talk to him about uh, Mitsu Mayhem. Oh, I really want the Splinter skin. It looks really cool. There's like a there's like a Ninja Turtles event going on in Fortnite right now, where like you, uh, it's like a quest to fight Shredder. Uh huh. And uh, if you complete the quests or whatever, you get the Shredder and Super Shredder skins. Uh, but also, you can just buy it for a thousand V bucks. <laughs> so uh, yeah, boy, those gift cards. Oh, and stuff what is up. this? The Turtle Blimp? Oh, that's cool. I wish I was in the Fortnite because then I would be doing all this. We're about to be selling a lot of gift cards and stuff tomorrow. So that's, yeah. Disney's kind of, I mean, we kind of knew Disney was kind of getting back into games with, I think they've been doing a lot of smart things with, uh, you know, who they're choosing to Mm -hmm. do which games uh, aside. I think Avengers is kind of really the only blemish on that at this point, right? Um, let's see. Guardians yeah. was Idos Montreal, which was really good. Uh, Spider-Man's obviously the three Spider-Man games are obviously well liked. Wolverine, I think, is going to be even more well liked. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Jedi uh, Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order, the Battle for Battlefront games. The Star Wars the Outlaws. Look, the Outlaw must look good, too. But ooh, yeah, Star Wars Outlaws looks amazing. That game was awesome. Can't wait for that. Uh, that uh, uh, Mickey or Disney Illusion Island. You know, a lot of people kind of like that. Dreamlight uh, Valley. Valley. It's doing really good. Yeah. People uh, like Speedstorm, although it's pay to win, which is kind of garbage, but whatever. Right. That's like the and only think, one that I think is like. <laughs> and, I, and I think Disney and Nintendo still going to work together. Uh, or some things because Disney has 
at Disney and Nintendo has some, even though they're handheld games, they still they have some stuff out. But I think they work perfectly together. Like mm-hmm. you know, they know who their audience is for. Uh, everything. So yeah. So uh, look forward to Disney in your Fortnite in the near future. Yes. Um. All right. There's really only one more story, and there's not really a lot of Nintendo news out, like big Nintendo news. There's a lot of s- tiny stuff floating around out there, but yeah. Once again, it's it's Xbox season, everybody. Just, it's like... something. Gosh, dude, I'm tired of all the I I I saw that stuff going on, and I was like, I'm not even gonna look at this. I don't even want to know. <laughs> um. But the the last story here from IGN, uh, after over five years of support, the development of Dead Cells uh, is finally ending. Um, so obviously they did a lot of uh, they did a lot of updates. Obviously the Castlevania update was pretty big, um, and a lot of other things going on in, in Dead Cells. I. I liked what I played of Dead Cells, but I don't really care for roguelike, so it kind of lost. I lost interest pretty uh, quickly. So, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people love it. Motion Twin is moving on. Uh, the last uh, update called Update Thirty Four is called The End Is Near, and then Update Thirty Five uh, is called Clean Cut, and they are moving on. From Dead Cells to their next yeah. game, which I think their next game's already been announced, but I'm not 100% sure what it's called. I was not prepared to answer that question, uh, but that's cool. Yeah, I don't know where their next game, because uh, I think the founders, they left Russia Twin. Did they? Yeah. I thought I thought everybody was still there. No, I think the the founders or the people of Dead Cells left. That's pl- I think I think you're thinking of Play Dead, the Limbo Studio. They yeah they left too, but I thought people from Dead Cells left also. I don't know. I haven't I haven't been playing, uh, or I haven't been paying attention because I don't really care about Dead Cells. Uh, I think it was like two. I think it was like two years after the game came out. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, g- good for Dead Cells. I mean, that game sold a ton. That studio did really well. I mean, that DLC did really well. It it was a it was a really popular game for a long time. I think I mean I'm sure people are still playing it, right? But um, good on Motion Twin, man. That game uh was one of the first games I ever played at PAX. Uh, the last PAX I went to, I played Dead Cells. Along with Wolfenstein 2 on the Switch, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> Man, Wolfenstein 2 on the Switch was so good. I, I, yes, and I don't say that ironically either. The low, the, um, the low graphical fidelity and the motion blur and just all that kind of gives it a vibe, like a, a 40s, 50s, 60s vibe. It was just it it may it felt good honestly, so. Uh, but farewell to Dead Cells. Um, good luck, Motion Twin, on your next game. Very excited to see what's going on next. 
So, oh, here it is. Motion Twin announced its next project, Windblown, uh, at the 2023 Game Awards. I knew they did that. Uh, we were craving a lightning fast combat roguelike, uh, but it simply didn't exist. So we rolled up our sleeves and crafted the game we yearned for. Okay, so Windblown seems like that's what that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, um, Sebastian Bernard. Oh, I am. Sebastian Bernard, he's the one that left Marshall, uh, Marshall Twin and formed uh, Deep Night Games and stuff. Okay. He was the lead uh, designer on it. Yeah. All right, Ed. We're moving yes. into the rumor mill. Our news is done. Uh, Switch 2 rumors are swirling around, Ed. Um, and some of these, I think, are uh, pretty spot on based on what I've heard. Uh, um, we'll talk off air, Ed. Uh, but the rumors about a supposed successor to the Switch continue in the latest report. Uh, which admittedly supports a lot of previous claims, comes from an exclusive by Reuters, which not really a video game website, but they are an enterprise tech news website that reports on a lot of things from companies like NVIDIA and AMD and Intel and mm-hmm. Dell Tech and all these other bigger companies. And that's kind of that's the space that I work in um, for my day, 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 day job is working with these companies. Um, and so, uh, Reuters is very, uh, it is a very reputable source in that space. Uh, so I would tend to believe what Reuters has to say. Um, according to the news agency, NVIDIA is currently built quote, building a new business unit, uh, end quote, specializing in, quote, designing bespoke chips for hardware firms. And its, quote, source claims the tech giant has crafted a, quote, custom design for Nintendo's next generation handheld system. Uh, quote, Nintendo's current Switch handheld console already includes the Tegra X1 chip. A new version of the Switch console expected this year is likely to include an NVIDIA custom design Uh and that is the report from Reuters. Uh, Nintendo, as you already may have guessed, declined to comment on the report. Although, once again, it links NVIDIA uh, in the estimated launch window uh, aren't a surprise given the rumors. Um, it was also reported that it will feature an 8-inch LCD screen, which I know a lot of people are kind of upset that it's LCD and not OLED, but I think mm-hmm. there are two things um, for that. One, an LCD will keep the price down based on what the screen can possibly do. Uh, the screen might be 900p or even 1080p. It might have a refresh rate that could be up to 120 hertz, which would also uh, an LCD screen would benefit uh, from that because a an OLED screen with 120 hertz refresh rate or higher is really expensive on a full size screen, let alone a tiny screen like the Switch. So, right. if they're trying to keep the price down, LCD is the way to go until the I, 
and I imagine an OLED version will come out two or three years down the line. Uh, and Nintendo trying to make money off mm-hmm. their hardware. Yeah. So. And what? Yeah. And lastly, the other rumor, which I'm going to credit uh, Stephanie for sending this link to us uh, in our group chat. Uh, this is from the Spanish uh, site Universo Nintendo. Uh, the Switch 2 will be fully backwards compatible with physical and digital games. Uh, and some Switch games could possibly be enhanced through backwards compatibility. So that's not really a surprise to me because I think obviously I think any console moving forward has to be backwards compatible with the previous generation or generations, right? I think these storefronts with the always online capabilities and you know the way that Steam's been working for since 2000 what 2007, 2008, 2005, 6 somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Xbox has worked really hard at making their console backwards compatible with all four generations and PlayStation five is backwards compatible with PlayStation four. It's just, that's just the era we live in now. Like your library is your library, especially if you're pushing a digital library, the way that Nintendo has, especially cause you get triple the gold coins for digital purchases. Um, you get extra benefits for digital purchases. Like, there's a lot of things that go into that. And if you're going to take that all away from people, that would cause a huge mess, huge, huge, huge mess. Yes. Uh, so I believe that I believe the eight inch screen. I, the OLED screen is, is set, uh, 7.2 inches, I think. Yeah. I uh, think so. so it's, a, it's a little bit bigger than that. The switch regular is 6.8 or something like that. And the switch light is 5.5 inches. So it's a significant size difference. Uh, I don't know, Ed, what do you think about all these rumors? I think, I think this sounds plausible in the grand scheme of things like this all just seems okay. This is, they're making another switch. It's more powerful. It's got a bigger screen. Great. So I pour salt on it. Here he comes. Here we go. Hear me out, everybody. Nope. Uh, I pour salt in it because of Nintendo having their, uh, I think their business meeting or something like that. Uh, when the investors and stuff get asked questions, uh, I think it was an investor meeting. And uh, Fred Kawa said that I know you guys been reading reports about all of these rumors on our next or on, on the next uh console in our day and although we are you know you know are interested in having uh, new hardware and doing research and all of that uh if it hasn't came from us let's like if we haven't said anything talked about anything posted anything announced anything do not believe it Everything yeah but that's all- what nintendo always says and these rumors I always mean, come true yeah, but the thing about it is, is that people are setting themselves up for rumors and speculations. And of when the end product, and when the end product comes out, there's going to be a di- dissatisfaction because people still don't get that other people been talking, but not the people 
at Nintendo or the person who's making the product or or stuff say anything. Well, so, Nvidia is making the product. No, yeah. I, I'm talking. I'm talking about like Nintendo. And Samsung is making the screens. No, I'm, I'm talking about Nintendo themselves. Just like if we haven't said anything, people tend more to believe other people saying stuff. And so people end up getting mad at us as Nintendo because of what someone else said and everything. So those people who who said all of those stuff, that stuff, if it comes not to be true, they don't get attacked. We do. I'll just use this as an example. So Nintendo just just doesn't comment on anything because that's their business model. And like Sony's really taken that approach too. And like, not to make this about Xbox because sometimes we do that, but like, I kind of think that may or may not be Xbox's issue now is that they are too close to the community and they are too close to having these things out there, which I don't, I don't think their approach is bad. I think they do need to rein it in a little bit because like you see, you see like Aaron Greenberg and Sarah Bond posting pictures on Instagrams like, you know, Hey, we're one of you guys, whatever. And like, that's cool and everything. And like, I, I, I wish Sony would do that, which they used to right with like Adam boys and Shuhei Yoshida and, Hmm. and people like, All right. Well, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty here, but Ed, continue what you were saying. Sorry, everybody. Just, uh, just saying that the messaging of being clear, Sony and Microsoft kind of had that in the past. And Nintendo really wasn't saying nothing until they reveal a game uh, where they give heads up or something like that. You know, they control their own messaging. Um, now the messaging the system has kind of changed uh, because with rumors taking rumors and speculations uh, being out there or, you know, people just like stating them and stuff. It is, it is some kind of engagement with the, with the players and fan base and consumers of those products. And because the rumors nowadays force a lot of systems or for a lot of companies have really, you know, kind of been on the anger side. It's really now, you know, to take things with a grain of salt to be like, until something is said from the people who is being speculated about until they say something right now, it's, it's, it's just not true or it's an idea or just something that sometimes people might just throw out there for engagement, you know? Uh, so with, but with this story and everything, I think it would be nice uh, and stuff. Uh, I think that they will have backwards compatibility because Nintendo Furukawa has talked about that because they were just like, we want to make sure that with any, with NSO, um, and with switch purchases, we'll be able to carry that in our next generation of hardware when we get ready for that. Um, I don't know if they're still in their R and D uh situation at this time. I know that 
uh, Furukawa and Nintendo still wants to focus on Nintendo Switch at this time for this year. So we may not see anything or hear anything literally until next year. So what would happen? What's going to happen if we don't get no information? You know, from you know, we still get the rumors and speculations, but Nintendo doesn't say anything all year. Then that's going to upset people because it'd be like, well, I thought you guys said that you heard this, and you know, some people might take stuff at to people might take stuff to their word as their word and stuff, and it may not even be that that yeah. way. So, um. This would be all nice and dandy, but right now I just I still with a lot of a lot of rumors and speculation stuff. I just gotta put a bottle of salt by it because I'm like now it's to the point when I see people getting angry and a community wanna leave a brand or want to just act crazy. It that oh you mean like, the Xbox you know, community right now? <laughs> Xbox Sony d- doesn't matter whoever's community when people are acting up. Over some rumor or speculation, I'd rather just put a, bo- a bottle of salt on it or uh, some Dutch truck salt and wait for the creators and the makers of products actually come out and say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I still don't. I still think that March the console is coming out in March. That's, and I know they want to hit the holiday. And I know Xbox and PlayStation are supposedly putting out their pro consoles or next consoles or reiteration, iterative consoles or whatever. But man, I still think I still think they want to get squeeze one more good holiday out of the switch. But also like they have to have a tentpole game or two for the fall. They can't just like. And I know we kind of already discussed that 2024 is going to be the year of remakes and remasters and ports and, uh, you know, maybe smaller double eight experiences like Princess Peach. Right. But like. If they want to get one more good year, they need to put out one or two massive games this fall. And I think one of them is going to be Pokemon. Uh, And I mean, man, even even like the Zelda ports or the. Like that would that would probably be enough, but like I think I know Nintendo would never admit this, and I know that whatever, but I'm sure they see that PlayStation Two number, and they're like, "Guys, we got to try to do this. We got to try to do this." And yeah. our best our best opportunity is one more holiday with the Switch, I mean, and then they'll the the Switch will trail off for the next year and a half to two years. Right, and they'll hit it eventually. Because Switch now is the best-selling console in Japan. Yeah. So why not try to keep that up? Why would? Why in the business sense we want to we want to stop our great business that's going on to put out some new hardware or even update hardware and still not get the support that is well that's deserved or needed. You know, just yeah. because we're making some stuff look better and run better, I'm not, and I'm not speaking, be speaking or you know, uh, discriminating the OLED and stuff like that. But I think Nintendo wants to make sure that if we could hit that number worldwide as being the best console to mm-hmm. beat in Sony's Sony's record, let's go and do it mm-hmm. until the wheels fall off. And we're ready to show our new console. 
let's go sh- let's go do it because right now in the, in in this point of time like we and we talked about this on expression pass Corey, it needs to be xbox year it doesn't need to be nintendo year nintendo needs to just make sure that they're bringing out great software great amiibo um great maybe some new ips get get some good ports on and continue to market to get people to pick up their current system mm-hmm. you know but like microsoft needs to sell numbers and everything and they need to have their year you know and yeah. maybe sony may sony may jump in and stuff but sony is in recovery mode right now <laughs> at the gym i mean like i mean from a company perspective yeah but from a console selling perspective they are they're they're they haven't put out anything of significance except for spite like a couple spider-man games and ratchet and clank right? right i mean i mean everybody can argue you know horizon and god of war those are ps4 games right yeah. and like the last of us part one is a remake right like these I feel like Sony and PlayStation and, you know, well-deserved it's been earned, right? Right. Like, especially over the la- like the second half of the PS3 generation into the PS4 generation, right? Like, and now obviously into PS5, like PlayStation is selling on brand recognition of quality and performance and just the name, the it, name means a lot to people. And it, like, and and again, let me let, just let me get this out, and then then you can go. I uh, like the PlayStation earned that, you know they they earned the recognition of 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 the brand, and people love it, and you know it deserves all the success, right? And so, uh, and Xbox fumbled the worst generation they could have possibly fumbled with the Xbox One, and they are. They are hurting. They are still recovering from that 2013 presentation still. And uh, we're about to, I mean, we're by the time this comes out, we already know what Xbox's plans are for the future. Uh, it has come out that they're not stopping to sell hardware, which I didn't think they were. Right. right. But we're going to see, we're going to start seeing Xbox games of, I don't want to say, of no consequence because every game is of consequence. But like, like we already said, like hi-fi rush and Pentiment are kind of the first two that have leaked out from this that are going to make it to other platforms. Great. I think you have to start worrying when you see things like halo, then and not necessarily like the master chief collection, but the next halo or halo infinite or the newest gears game head over to PlayStation or something. Maybe you should start worrying about Xbox's hardware, but like, you know, if you want to put sea of thieves, which is a six year old game on PlayStation to try to squeeze some more money out of it, who cares? Right? Like that's, you know, and again, we're going to know all this in a couple, in a couple days. Right. And when this comes out, everybody's going to know the, the, PlayStation is not going hard on Hell Divers too. PlayStation is going hard on Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Yeah, well, Hell Divers is selling itself, man. That game it it's selling itself. It's having some pro- PC problems, but you will see more with Rebirth than you see Hell Divers. Hell Divers people are saying I'm having fun with it on PlayStation Five, but if we see like advertisements 
like ads and stuff going on, it's pretty much PlayStation going on with Rebirth because they got that exclusive. So, you know, that's the thing with PlayStation at this moment. And I'm going to leave that at with there. But as for like this story and everything, I think once Nintendo start, once we, Nintendo starts talking, and they they start hitting at something, or we see a surprise commercial drop and stuff, you know, that's when that's when we know something's going to happen. You know, I think Nintendo going to be like, we want to make sure that. People don't got no cell phones. All y'all sign your NDAs. We're checking everything. Like, they're keeping it tip-top secret. And, you know, Furukawa is like, he knows the biz. He's He knows the info. He's just not saying anything. And if the, he's doing, you know, because he probably knows whose business and whose chip and, and everything. He knows the behind-the-scenes stuff that he's, that, uh, that is going on. And he knows how to yeah. keep his mouth shut <laughs> at this time. Mm-hmm. So I I just with the story, I'm just putting salt on it. It would be nice. But at this point in time, I just got a bottle of salt on it. Yeah. Well, hopefully, um, I I think a lot of people think that the next console is going to be revealed at this Nintendo Direct. I'm like, come on. No, it's not. They're going to do their own special presentation for that. A trailer is going to drop on their YouTube channel at 7 o'clock in the morning, one morning, and It's someone from Nintendo Nintendo Japan. Who is from Japan talking to someone in America about this stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure the American devs, or the American you know, <laughs> America's executive team. They probably, I mean, they know what's they know what's coming, right? They they Doug Bowser might like, know. Doug might know some stuff, but they not talking to Nvidia. If if any hardware or anything is being talked about, you gonna go. You gonna talk to someone in Japan. You're not about to talk to America. Sure, but I don't know. Let's let's exit this conversation and. Yes. Uh, Find the doc so we can talk about games that are coming. Yeah, so um, I think Mario and Luigi comes out, or Mario vs Donkey Kong comes out this week. Uh, which it's I came out on Friday. By the time you hear this, so that's coming. Uh, but this week, the only only two games of significance are coming. Uh, Comp Two is coming. Uh, Q O M P and the number two. All one word, uh, comp two. Control Pong Ball, uh, aching to break free of its life stuck between two paddles. Explore a dangerous minimalist world armed with simple two button controls. Tap a button to change direction diagonally by 45 degrees and hold down the button to unleash a cathartic dash forward. That's all you need to solve environmental puzzles and labyrinthian, uh, uh, labyrinthian levels. Around each corner is a new challenge that will test your two-button and problem-solving skills. A variety of difficult enemies and bosses help you mark your time as you navigate through 30 levels spread across four worlds. That sounds pretty interesting. Um, and then 
and that's coming on 220 and then on 222 inculinati inculinati is a turn-based strategy game inspired by medieval manuscripts draw your army of beasts and spill the ink of your enemy defeat medieval superstars and collect perks to unleash hidden powers being a master of the quill isn't easy but make sure you're focused and plan to move wisely so those are the major games coming this uh, this coming week. Uh, why don't we get into some questions, Ed, for question block? Yes. Uh, all right. So placed Austin via Discord. Austin Campbell, our friend, our pal. Uh, he says, my Nintendo question is, if you had to erase a Nintendo console and all of its games from existence, which would you pick? So the Wii, get it out of here. I actually, I would say the N sixty four, Nintendo sixty four. Too many classics on the N sixty four. There's nothing on the is, Wii anybody likes, and if so they do, they're this lying. is the problem. I mean, I would keep the Wii, but I think Nintendo sixty four would go for me. And why you have Ocarina, Majora, I have Mario sixty four, Star Fox sixty four. This is this is the thing about it. I the introduction that, of Smash Brothers. I think the N64 has the Diddy weakest Kong racing, first, the best racing game. I think N64 has the weakest first party lineup. Oh my gosh, you're you're the worst. And and not some good third party. And yes, Golden Eye, uh, Majora's Mask, Ocarina Time, uh, Smash Perfect Dark, per, uh, Perfect Dark, Banjo Kazooie. Ventricusui, Super Mario 64. Come on, how are you calling this week? I I think it's the weakest. I think it's the weakest one because I I think there's been so many classics on every other console. Except for the Wii. But I just don't think even the Wii has some good ones. Like I'm I'm not even gonna lie. But the Wii is for you because you don't like the system. So th- that's your that's your opinion. That's your perspective. That's how you feel. But I just don't think that the N64 has a strong first party lineup. Oh, you're the worst. Nintendo. Oh my gosh, you're running a Nintendo podcast and you ruined Nintendo 64. Everybody's going to unsubscribe. They'll be fine. N64 you know, has one of the strongest first party lineups. No, it does not. Sure no, it does it's not. No, it doesn't. Ed, not. we just named off 20 games and they're all classic. We just only we did seven about? first party games. I named off like 10. I already counted those. I counted seven. Okay. Mario 64. Ocarina what? of Time. Majora's Mask. Star Fox 64. Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Tooie. Diddy Kong Racing. Mario you didn't Kart 64. See, those, those that you added, like Diddy Kong and all of that, you didn't say those. I did. No, you did not. I did. You weren't listening. I Go was listening. I was counting on with you. You now just said those. Anyways. Perfect Dark, GoldenEye, Blast Corps, uh, Jet Don't Force Gemini. Don't nobody Blast Corps. Or Jet Force Gemini. Cruise in USA. Uh, but that was Super the first Smash party. Brothers. You're right. It's not. You're right. Okay. Erase Cruise in USA. Whatever. Uh, Super Smash Brothers. Um, so what? That's 14 I just named off the top of my head. Uh, 
Now, compare those to other other Nintendo console first party lineup. I mean, that's more classics than the GameCube has. Are you arguably. serious? Yeah. Please, GameCube first party lineup were crushed in sixty four. I I'm looking some stuff up here. Okay. And yes, we can add uh, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes because that is a first party game between Konami yeah. and Nintendo. Konami and it's an exclusive. Count. Yes, that does count. Also, Even people who like Metal Gear don't like first and don't like Twin Snakes. People who don't care about Metal Gear like Twin Snakes. Please, all the ideas for Twin Snakes is in Metal Gear and the rest of the Metal Gear series. So how could they Yoshi's, not like it? Yoshi's Story, Pokemon Puzzle League, Pokemon Stadium. 1080 you snowboarding wave race. I'm I'm just seeing if I miss it. Even though 1080, uh, even though 1080 uh, snowboard is is the bomb. Won't lie about that. But I think F- that F zero X. I still think it's the weakest. I still think it's the oh weakest gosh, first party lineup. I don't even know if I can name fifteen great GameCube games. I love the GameCube, but I don't know if I could name exclusives for that. Like N64. Let's see here. Hold on. GameCube first party games. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can name off great first party games. Luigi's Mansion, I would say is great. Pikmin One is great. Smash Brothers Melee is great. I know people like Double Dash, so I'll throw that in there, even though I think it's yeah. trash. Um Twilight Princess, Wind Waker. Um, I see. I don't even want to say Mario Sunshine because I think it's the weakest 3D Mario. But I think people maybe like it sometimes. Uh, let's see. We got. Oh, I forgot about Mario Tennis and Mario Golf on N64. You can also throw that onto the um GameCube because I actually think the GameCube's Mario Golf Toadstool Tour is the best one. Mario Power Tennis is also really good. Mario Party 4 and 5 was on GameCube, right? Yeah, and they were trash. People love 4. I love 4. All the Mario Party games on GameCube are trash. Get them out of here. See, see, Not that's really. I just, I'm just busting your... your... Eternal right. Darkness. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Uh... Um, let's see here. Did I miss anything important? Um, Animal Crossing was pretty important. Animal Crossing, Star Fox Adventure, maybe. That's not. No, people don't like that game. I liked it, but it's definitely was it not two a great Star game. Fox games on there. Yeah, Assault was the other one. Assault. Um, let's see. Uh, was there a zero game mode on game? Metroid games? Prime One and Two. We had F Zero GX Forty. Um, Pikmin 2 was GameCube. Did you say Paper Mario Thousand Year Door? Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, which is really good. It's a classic uh, Fire Emblem game. I love that game. Uh, um, let's see. Geist. Do people like Geist? <laughs> probably po- not, but... It, Pokemon it, it XD, Gale of Darkness. People didn't really care for that game. Chibi Robo, people like. Yeah, Chibi. Yeah. 
Don't forget about Donkey Kongo 1 and 2. Jeez. DDR Mario mix. Gross. So, I would argue N64 has more classic games than the GameCube. Although, I think the quality of the GameCube games is better. I think the amount of classics goes to N64 would be my no, argument. That, that, I think it's the weakest. So, that's, you're, that's what we... You're, you're insane. You're fired. Get out of here. You're, you're fired. Me always. You're always gonna fire me, and I'm oh, always gonna gosh. keep working. I would say the Wii is definitely the weakest first party. I know. Yeah, I doubt that. No. Mm-mm. Can you can Look. you name can you name twelve first party uh, Wii games that are considered quote unquote classics? Classics or okay. Let's see, Resports, uh, Mario, uh, not Mario, uh, Mario Kart Seven, no, Mario Kart Wii. We, uh, uh, what was the baseball Mario one? Uh, Superstar Sluggers or whatever. Superstar Sluggers, yeah, because that that sold a lot. Um, there are fifty three first party games on the Wii. Uh, in case you were wondering. All right. Wii Sports, Twilight Princess is definitely one. Excite Truck is not one. Warrior Wear Smooth Moves is not one. We Play is not one. Super Paper Mario is not one. Mario Party Super 8 Paper is Mario not was good. That one was good, though. Big Brain Academy is not one. Pokemon Battle Revolution is not one. Mario Strikers Charged, I will give that. I will give it that. Metroid Prime 3, I will give it that. Battalion Wars, I would not give it that. Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn, totally would give it that. Mario Galaxy, yes. Mario Galaxy 2, yes. Smash Brothers Brawl, yes. Mario Kart Wii, yes. Mario Super Sluggers, would you say that's better than the GameCube game or worse? Uh, It probably would be better because it's so... I think it's... I think it sold more to GameCube because it was still selling. Well, yeah, because the Wii sold five times as many copies. You could say that about any game. Yeah, but the, uh, thing, the thing, yeah, the thing about it is that the Wii version was still selling at fifty dollars, like after its release, like even before the Wii, even when the Wii U came, that bug was still selling. Toys R Us was still getting copies of that until Nintendo finished, uh, finished it. So that's ten. WarioWare Land, Wario Land Shake It, not one. Wii Music, not one. Animal Crossing City Folk, not one. Mario Power Tennis is a port. Pikmin is a port. Excite Box, not one. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat is a port. Punch Out, I will give him that. Wii Sports Resort, I will give it that. So that's 12. New Super Mario Bros. Wii, that's 13. Sin and Punishment Star Successor. I'm not giving it. It's a good game, but nobody bought it. No, only yeah, because that one was WiiWare with Sin and Punishment, so you really can't could it. Yeah, like well, it had a physical version for N64. They did, but not for uh, it was only for uh, for the Wii. No, Star Successor is the sequel. Oh, you talking about the? Oh, I thought you were talking about the first one. No, Um, Metroid. Metroid. Metroid Other M. Not one. Kirby's Epic Yarn. 
Yes, that it's one like, was a good. That one was a great game. Fine, I'll give it to you. Metroid Metroid M was a great game. I think people just re- overreacted nope. with that. But it's I not think a they, classic. It I, I think it's classic. A, I think it is a classic because you people do overreacted. The general consensus is not a classic. Donkey Kong Country Returns, classic. That's fifteen. Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Hmm. I don't think so. There's no see. What? I don't. I don't think it's a classic. But see, that was you when I said other M was a classic. You said no too to that, and I said it was. I don't. It's not a classic. I, I just. I just said that it was. I think people, uh, just overreacted to that game. I know you're gonna look classic. it up. Uh, but I feel like it. I feel like it is it's a classic because it was something. It was something different from Team Ninja. We never got. We never heard Samus. We always talking about. We want a dark, uh, not a dark Metroid or something. It's sitting at a six point seven on Metacritic. Not a classic. Right, Next. because that's why I said people overreacted. I think if people went back and actually played it, I think the result would be better. Well. It is what it is. Kirby's Return to Dreamland. I don't know if I would call that a classic. Uh, Skyward Sword. I will give it to it because it's a Zelda game. And I think it scored pretty high at the time. Fortune Street. Not a classic. Poco Park. Not a classic. Mario Party 9. Not a classic. Xenoblade Chronicles. That's a classic. That's 17. Pikmin 2. Port. There. Those are all the Wii first party games. 17 classics versus GameCube. Did we do that? How many did we count for GameCube? Uh, you said 12, and I think we went over. All right, here we go. Luigi's Mansion. Classic. Agreed? Yes. Wave Race Blue Storm. Not a classic. Uh... I would it's, say the first one is more loved than Blue Storm. The N64 one? I think Blue Storm is a classic, but I just don't know. It's just it's a, it's a forgotten. I think it's a forgotten gem. Okay, so not a classic. Forgotten gem. Smash Brothers Melee. Yes. Yes. Pikmin. Yes. Yes. NBA Courtside 2020, or 2002. No. Eternal Darkness. Yes. Yes. Mario Sunshine. Yes. Animal Crossing. Yes. Star Fox Adventures. I forgot a gym. Mario Party 4. Yes. Mm. Mario mm. Party 4, yes. Because it has some, some of the best mini games. Dude, it's sitting at a 70 on Metacritic. It's not a so classic. So just because it's sitting there doesn't make it not make it a classic. Sure it does. Let's see. What is that? Seven? Metroid Prime. Yes. Wind Waker. Yes. Wario World. No. I forgot the gym. Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. Yes. So that's 10. And we're only on number 14. F-Zero GX. Yes. Kirby's Air Ride. 
Yes, it was because uh, it was for for a lot of kids who were who were getting to racing games to feel like Mario Party Mario Kart was too much. Kirby Air Ride did do sales because it did good sales at for Christmas. Mario Party Five. Yes. No, it's not. Yes. Yes. You're just you're killing your own case here. We only need four more to beat the Wii, which and kills right. your argument. But I said N64 having the worst. Mario Kart Double Dash. Yes. 1080 Avalanche. Yes. Okay, that's 15. Uh, WarioWare Inc. Mega Party Games. No, because I don't think a lot of people remember that game. Uh, Custom Robo. Yes. I would say no. I've never even heard of that game. Custom Robo. I I, I think it's not Chibi for, Robo. Custom Robo. I think that was a Japan game, like a Japan only. So, well, this would, box art I, has an American uh, ESRB tag on it, so it clearly came. I here I would put question mark then on that one. I would say no. I'm going to say no. If you have to put a question mark, it's a no. Four Swords Adventures. Yes. Pikmin Two. Yes. So that's 17. We're already tied with the Wii. Donkey Konga. I think it's iconic because of the drums. I don't think it's a classic. Yeah, I agree. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Yes. Yes. Mario Power Tennis. Yes. Yes. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Yes. Mario Party 6. This was the weird one with the with the microphone. Uh, No, I don't think that one was a classic. Star Fox Assault. Um, I think I forgot a gym because that was Namco, I think, mm-hmm. developed. Uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, I would say no. No. Donkey Konga 2, no. Geist, mm-hmm. no. no Mario, Superstar, Mario Superstar Baseball, I would argue people like that game. Would you say yes to Mario Superstar uh, Baseball? Yeah. I would say yes, because King Griffey was. I think King Griffey last game was on oh, sixty four. I think. Uh, Battalion Wars. No. Uh, no, because Advance Wars was still popular at that time. Uh, Pokemon Gale of Darkness. Um. I would say no. I don't think people liked it at the I time. I think we forgot a gym. Um, just not a lot of people just didn't talk about it. Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Yes. Yes. DDR Mario Mix. No. Mario Party 7. No. No. Uh, Super Mario Strikers. I would say yes. Yes. Chibi Robo. Yes. Mm. Mm. That's questionable. Uh, Odama. Forgot a gym. Uh, Bat and Kados. Yes. Bat and Kados Origins. Yes. Twilight Princess. Yes. So that's 26 classics out of 45 first party games. All right, Ed, last one, and then we'll move on. N64 first party games. So we had 17 Wii games, 
Hold on, let me write this down. 27 game key. Wait, right? How many game key games? 27? I believe, yeah. And 17 Wii? We have, what, 46 GameCube total? 40, yeah, something like that. Um, Austin is enjoying this because we're arguing about. Yeah, I know. He's probably laughing. It's fine. We uh, answered the question, it. so we're going to still say we're... It's fair. All right. Uh, Why are there... This, this does not look like the right list. I don't know what this is. Get out of here. All right. Oh, gosh. All right. Where's... uh? Where does N64 start? 96. Okay. Right? 96? E, right? Yeah, I think so. Because Final Fantasy um, was 97, I think. All right. Mario 64. Yes. Yes. Pilot Wings. No. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Yes. Yeah, for some people. but No, for, for a lot of people. Mario Kart 64. Yes. I would say yes, even though it's the inferior racing game. <clears throat> uh, Star Fox 64. Yes. Yes. Yoshi's Story. No. What? Uh, yeah. F-Zero X. Yes. Ocarina of Time. Yes. Um, let's see. Donkey Kong 64. E- no. Really? I would say yes. I think people really love that game. I don't they, like it. They, I think, it's I think people liked it for the Donkey Kong rap. They don't like that game for all the collected down and switching the characters. So I'm going to say no. There's two, two panelists on the Boss Rush podcast I would argue with you. Well, they can argue with me. That's fine. But no. I would say it is. I'm going to count it. Executive I- decision. We're taking a decision. We both executives. Mario, Mario Party one. Uh, yes. That was uh, po- Pokemon Snap. Uh, yes, because people did like that. Yeah, they did. Smash Brothers, the first one. Yes. Okay, that's ten. Banjo Tooie. Wait, where did Banjo-Kazooie... Did I say Banjo-Kazooie? Already? No. You said Donkey Kong 64. Right. Where's Banjo-Kazooie at? Where's Banjo-Kazooie at? Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. Banjo-Tooie. No. Okay, so we're at 11 out of 15. Kirby and the Crystal Shards. No. Hey, you, Pikachu. No. Majora's Mask. Yes. 12 out of 17. 18 out of 18. Mario Party 2. Yes, that's the most loved one. Mario Tennis. I would say yes. Yes. Perfect Dark. Yes. Golden Eye. 
Yes. Um, Mickey Speedway USA. That was published by Nintendo. Hmm. It was? Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. I would say no, but interesting. Uh, Pokemon Puzzle League. Yes. People did like that one. Uh, Pokemon Did Stadium. they do Mischief Makers? No. Well, I don't know yet. Hold on. Oh, what was the one you just said, Corey? I'm sorry. Pokemon Stadium. Uh, I would say we yes. We got a gym, I would say. I would say, dude, Pokemon Stadium is everybody loved that game. You could put your Game Boy game into the game. I just don't remember a lot of people playing it. So that's why I would have no. Everybody I knew played it. Because it was, was that after Gold and Silver? It it came out at the same time. Around the same time. I know Gold and Silver was more popular than Stadium. Same year. Well, Stadium could only do red, blue, and yellow. Oh, did I say no? I would say yes. I would say uh, that's why I said for guy to jail. I, I would say for guy to jail. <coughs> You're the worst. <coughs> what are we at? 17? Right? Yeah. Conquer's bad for a day. Yes. Super iconic. Yeah. Dr. Mario 64. No. I would say no. Um, Mario Party 3. Yes. Uh yeah. I think the uh, the the Hustle soft was Mario Parties were good. Mario Golf. Yes. Mario Golf. I, yes. I was probably put as we got a jail. I don't hear no, I don't hear nobody talking about Mario Golf for sixty four a lot. I think they a lot of people talk about it more for the handhelds and stuff. Mm. I think Game Boy Game Boy Advance or DS? Was it Mario Golf DS? I think the, that was the most popular one. I don't remember that one. I, I mean, I'll go ahead and agree there. I'll, that's fine. Uh, Paper Mario. Yes. The first one. Yeah. Pokemon Stadium 2. No. All right, that's it. So we're at 21... In 64 games. Out of the Bam. But I still beat think it, it's still. Beat out I we buy four games. I still think that it still has the worst first party lineup. Oh, you're the worst. We're moving The on. question was, which one? You said My. we. I said in 64. We're going to leave it at that. We can burn a dumpster fire. Oh, wait. Mine already did. Um. Because my apartment caught on fire and it was a dumpster. Um, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> man. Jokes to hide the pain. Uh, the one true James. And, and the, uh, I was just about to say, if we were talking about classic classes, the most people talk about is Majora's Mask Ocarina of Time. This is Super Mario 64. And go to uh, Dad, we didn't even add Killer Instinct. Whatever. Nobody cares. Uh... The one true James asks, will you be playing the Tomb Raider remasters? Yes. I will not be. I think those first three games are not very good, especially now. Uh, But, I mean, if they fix the controls, then maybe. But 
those controls, man, were so bad. Uh, but I know I'm going to be, I'm not getting them Wednesday. I'm going to end up getting it Thursday. I know I'm going to be late. I think it's only digital, though. Is it? That's weird. Yeah. Are you sure? I think so. I think it's only a digital release. Hmm. Um, let's see. Um, no. Yeah, I don't see a physical copy on Amazon, so you must be right. Uh, yeah, it's wait. digital on Best Buy. Uh, um, yeah, it's twenty nine ninety nine for a uh, Switch. If they fix the controls and it runs okay, then maybe. Uh, but the the trilogy. I mean, if you're not including the new games, the trilogy I would want would be like the Legend trilogy, which is Legend Anniversary and Underworld. Those games are great. That yeah. would be the trilogy I would want. Um, no. No Tomb Raider Last Revelation or Tomb Raider Chronicles in this set, though. That, I mean, I would have packaged all five of those together. Four and five because, was on PlayStation 1? Yeah, all, all of them were on PlayStation 1. And Last Revelation and Chronicles were also on Dreamcast, which is where I played them. And then Six. Angel of Darkness was on PlayStation 2, which was a... Angel of Darkness of people, is the sixth game, right? Yeah, I think people don't like that one very much. Yeah. That game would needs to be fixed, though. Uh, uh, the legends with legend. Legend. How many of the legend games were there? Were there only two? Well, technically, there were two legend games, but they also remade the first game in the style of legend. So there's technically three. They call it the Legend Trilogy. So there's Tomb Raider Legend. Uh-huh. There's Tomb Raider Anniversary, which is a remake of the first game, the very first game. Okay. And then there's, and then there's Tomb Raider Underworld, which was the sequel to Legend. Okay. Because uh, yeah, I, I, I know I beat Legend on Xbox. I think I, I still have my copy of Legend. Uh, yeah. And I think Tomb I Raider skipped... Legend, great game. Yeah. Underworld, I didn't get to play. Uh, because they weren't selling it in my neighborhood, in my area. Like I couldn't get it at Best Buy, Target, Toys R Us, KB. Couldn't get it anywhere. They no one carried it. Hmm. Um. All right. And the second question. Question. Uh, I don't have any comments on this. I don't know if you played it or not. If you played the recent demo, what did you think of the new controls and perspective for Homeworld Three? Um, uh, I have not played it because I think it's only on PC. Uh, is it? Are you sure? Is it? Yeah. Is Switch not getting uh uh-uh. Homeworld three? Because remember, it was at Summer's Game Fest, and it ended. Uh, it ended the show, like they did just a little video. Uh, there might have been an update trailer, but they didn't say nothing that it was coming to Switch. Mm. You're right. Um, it's not. All I remember that it's coming to PC. Yeah. It looks like it's only coming to PC right now. Yeah. So and I didn't I barely play any PC games, so I don't have a PC, so I do not have it. Yeah. Uh I play on I'm on a Mac, everybody. I'm I'm recording on a Mac. I'm not like 
using my phone or anything. I hope everybody got that already. Uh, but that's it, Ed. Those are our questions. And uh, yeah, let's get out of here so we can record this expansion pass so we can all go to bed. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening uh, and watching Nintendo Power Block, which is part of the Boss Rush Network. If you enjoyed our discussions, please do subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast application. You can support us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network. Any tier grants you early access to all our podcasts. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Boss Rush Network. Everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Nintendo Power Block. Bye, everybody. Woohoo! Bye. If you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash Network. The Patreon producers for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santilin, Matthew Keel, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network.